speak with you again this morning. I am not a theologian, like, so I don't, I don't preach, like, maybe, I don't have a master's degree in, like, theology or a Bible doctrine, but today I just want to come to you with my stories, with my experiences, with my encounters out of a relationship with the Father. I just want to come real, I just want to come raw, I just want to be authentic, um, because that's just what I can bring. So I hope that you get blessed out of it. All right. So I'm going to start with just a testimony that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And this was so exciting, like super, super exciting. The Lord's been doing so much in me. And you know how you have those waves where the Lord just does awesome things and then you, you just go and level and it's like not so much. And then, whoa, God's amazing. And then you might drop in. But look, this is just life, you know. Okay, so I was in Harvey Norman a couple of weeks back just printing some photos and I got speaking to the shop assistant. She was such a lovely lady. We got talking about Audrey, of course, my little baby there. Hi, Pepe. <laughs> Hope you're listening. Um, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. And so I got my photos printed, left, and then I started getting this word for the lady. And I'm like, oh, well... I'm not there anymore, Lord, like, but if you want me to give this word to the, this lady, then I will, but I need you to give me an opportunity. So I get home, she calls me, <laughs> and she's like, oh, hi, Pri, um, you know, I just want to let you know that your photos have already been printed. I'm like, <laughs> okay, and um, so I go and get them, pick them up. I don't give her the word. I don't give her the word. And I leave, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't give her the word. But please, God, please, would you give me one more opportunity? Please, I promise I'll be obedient, and I'll give her the word, okay? I'll give her the word. And so it's 5 o'clock that day, right? Harvey Norman shuts at 5.30, and I am getting, you know, getting my photos developed. She calls me, and she's like, hi, Brie. Um, I don't mean to be a pest or anything, like, I'm not trying to annoy you or anything, but your photos have printed, so I'm, but we close in 25 minutes, so I'll pop them in the drawer, you can come back tomorrow, I'll let the lady know, because I'm not going to be here. I'm like, no, 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 that's not going to work, in my head. I'm like, no, oh, crap. She's like, but if you can get here, oh, can I say that? Sorry, I'm just being real. (laughs) Okay, so, Jesus, Lord, no. Love you. Okay. And um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get down in 25 minutes. I have to get these photos and I have to give this lady the word, right? So I rush in and I'm so nervous. So I don't, I'm just like, oh, hi, like, um, you know me, bro, just come to get my photos for like the 50th time. And um, then I'm like, you know, so I'm giving her this word and it means something to her. And she's like, wow, it's amazing. She's like, oh, I got goosebumps. And it was just an awesome time. Number one, I was obedient. Number two, it spoke to her. And I just felt so much more confident. And I was like, woo, yeah, I got this, God. Oh, you know, like, give me more words. I can do this. You know, it was awesome. It was awesome, all right? So that's my experience. Like, just great. So fast forward. God, you know, I'm just like, woo, I'm pumped. You know, a little um, fire has been ignited, been sparked. So the Lord is doing amazing things. So I'm hanging out with my friends a couple of, day, uh, like couple of days later, 
and I'm so excited about this scenario, okay? So I'm sharing this with my friends. And I'm like, guys, you have no idea what happened to me this week. It was awesome. I heard the voice of the Lord. I was disobedient, but then I was obedient. And, you know, it was just crazy because I almost missed my opportunity. And blah, blah, blah. So excited about it, right? And then I leave because, you know, your time's ended. So I, I leave and I'm like, bye. And, oh, that's right. So as I'm telling the story to these girls, one of the girls is like, oh, okay, awesome. Um, well, wow, look at the time. I have to go. Um, but this has been great. Like, bye. And I'm like, okay, bye. So I get in my car and I drive away and I get these voices in my head of shame and condemnation. And they're speaking to me so loud, like, Brie, why did you even share that story? You're so super spiritual. You're not even fun. You talk too much. Don't know why you did it. They're not going to want to hang out with you anymore. They don't even like you. You're, they're not your friends. And these voices speaking to me, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. Oh, gosh. Then one voice is so loud in my head, triumphs over all the lies and says to me, Brie, be unapologetically yourself. Don't ever be sorry for who you are and how I've made you. And I was like, and don't ever be sorry for giving my name glory. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's good. Thanks, Lord. That's good. So my experience is is your it can be your testimony today as well take that for yourself and my word to you today is be unapologetically yourself don't ever be sorry for who you are have you ever felt shame or condemnation when you've said something like that before or have you ever felt just you know a shame that you've shared your story or a shame that that you've shared the gospel just those moments where you're like, I don't know if I should have done that. So following that, the following Sunday, I'm still pumped. I'm like, I'm full of confidence. I'm like, the Lord has spoken. I'm going to be unapologetically myself. Woo! You know, I'm like, this is how the Lord has made me and I ain't going to be sorry about it. You know, it's like, do you love Jesus? He loves you. Like, I'm pumped. And so I'm talking to Nicole in the mother's room um, this one Sunday. And we just get talking and she's like, oh, you know, you're so small and petite, Brie. Like, I'm just, I just, you should wear heels because I just can't wear heels because, you know, I'm just so tall and I feel really embarrassed if I wear them. I feel like I'm too tall and giant and everyone's looking at me. And I said, hey, hi, Uchi. I was like, hey, no. Nicole, be unapologetically yourself. You wear those heels, girl, and you rock them. And she was like, <laughs> like, whoa, wear heels. And she was like, whoa. It just hit her because it was confirmation for her that week where she was speaking to the Lord and she was like, I want to wear heels, why not wear heels? And she felt the Lord say, hey, Nicole, I made you the way you are. Be okay with that. And so it was confirmation for her, spoke to her. And it was confirmation for me. I was like, wow, that was such a divine opportunity. The Lord speaking to her, the Lord speaking to me about the same kind of thing. Whoa, this is exciting. So I want to read to you Psalms 139, verse 13 to 14. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So my first point is this. Spiritual formation is not just a one-time experience. We have to consistently always be spending time with our Father in relationship. And some days might look different than others. For instance, last week I was, I was sick. So I was in bed all week, exhausted. Then I had Audrey sick as well. And I'm still having to do things sick. And it was, it was horrible. Like, just felt so sick. And I was in bed one morning. And I woke up and I was like, <sighs> and I have this 40-day devotional that I'm loving and it's a 40-day devotional, so it keeps me motivated, you know, to read the Bible and spend time with the Lord. And then if I miss a day, I hate it because then I have to read, like, 10 pages in one day. And I'm like, ah, I don't have time for this. Um, and so I'm loving it. But this one morning I woke up and I was like, oh, God, I'm just so tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. My back is so sore and I just can't do it. And I'm almost in tears because I feel so bad. And I'm like, and I'm having this conversation with the Lord. And I said, but I can't read my, I can't read my devotions today, Lord. Is that okay? I'm just not feeling well. <laughs> and I'm having this real conversation with my loving Father. And then I close my eyes. And I'm like, but Holy Spirit, would you come? Can I just feel your peace in this moment? And then I picture this waterfall coming over me and just his refreshing presence, his healing power. And I'm like, wow. And that's what I need to do. I can feel your grace in this moment. And so I want to encourage you this morning that there's grace for you in those moments, that it doesn't have to look like routinely getting up, reading your Bible, all that kind of thing. I mean, if you don't do that for weeks and months, I'd probably question what you're doing. But there's grace just one or two times where you're like, oh, I can't do it today. Because there's other ways where you can close your eyes in that moment and picture a loving father who just wants to spend time with you, even if it's for a brief second. And that whole week when I was sick, I would just play worship music in my house over and over again. Because then I was able to shift my focus off myself and how I was feeling and realign it back to the father. And then I can fill the whole house with his presence because I'm like, I need it. I need it. You alone, God, are my substance. You sustain me because I can't do this alone. So I want you to be real and authentic with, in your relationship with the Father. Tell him your thoughts. Tell him what you're afraid of because when you are weak, he is strong. My second point is God confirms his word. He always confirms his word. In the mouth of two or three. So in 2 Corinthians 13, 1, it says this. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words. Oh, is that right? Yeah, no. Oh, wait, I'm in 1 Corinthians. Sorry. 2 Corinthians, where are you? I was like... This doesn't sound right, <laughs> even though it's a good word. Okay, 2 Corinthians 13, 1 says this.
say, is that right? Oh, yes. This is great. Oh, thank you. I can't read. Okay. So this will be the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. That's great. And so, like I said before, in the mother's room with Nicole, her word from the Lord was confirmed. And then my word that I heard the Lord speak to me was confirmed. So it was really exciting. And words can come in any form. So they can come... uh, they can come through family members, they can come through friends, and they can come through non-believers even. So I encourage you to look out for them. Uh, just be aware of that. And find your people that you can get your confirmation through as well. So I encourage you to f- run into community, find your people. You might be sitting here today and like, I don't know how to find my people or my community, or I need to find a different community. Um, But I love Networks Church because we're a community, we're a family here. And we have so many little micro groups at the moment. Uh, For instance, we have a bikers group, we have a car group, we have a a board game group, we have the music team, that's a micro group. Mike and I run crew, that's a young adult group, a mother's group. And even if you're not interested in those kind of things well think about what are your hobbies what are you interested interested in and if there's no micro groups around then why don't you start one a micro group actually just consists of two or more people so find a friend that you're in, that they're they're like yeah let's do this and start one it's actually it's super easy take them out for coffee you know whatever it is so Mike and I are in this season of parenthood. We love it. Obviously, it's like, oh, little Audrey, you're just so loud today. <laughs> um, and we had this this couple, Mel and Caleb, come into the church at the right time. Her baby and our baby are only two weeks apart. And so we really connected with them. They're our people. Um, they're our friends. And they encourage us. We love spending time with them. We have fun with our babies. So find your people. And my third point is, the enemy should never be your focus. Christ should always be your focus. Always. Because when you focus more on the enemy, did you know you actually come into agreement with him? Yikes. Sometimes we don't realize that. Sometimes we're just focusing on all the bad things. You've just made agreement with that. Let's focus on Christ. Let's be kingdom focused. Bill Johnson says, actually, through agreement with the enemy, you have just enabled him to kill, steal, and destroy. In John 10.10, 10, it says, the thief's purpose is to find, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But we have the power through Christ. So come on, let's not give him, let's not enable him. He doesn't have to have have the power if we don't let him. So the greatest weapon against the lies, against the enemy, is going to be God's truth, what he says about us. In In this word, you can say, when you hear those voices in your head, you hear things that are contrary to God's word, you can stand upon his word and say, hey, enemy, 
the Lord says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, so you can be quiet today. Because <laughs> this is the truth. And he can tremble and he will flee. So today I'm not calling you to be perfect, but I am calling you to seek the one who is perfect. And as we gaze upon his face, we continue to look more like Jesus. Mm, I love that. So 2 Corinthians 13, 17 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And my last point is this. Number four. By being unapologetically yourself, you are actually demonstrating the full value that Christ paid for. And it is a very powerful thought. When you have grasped the true, the real concept that 2,000 years ago, my Savior died on the cross for me, for you. He took away like your sinful nature. Like he stood in your place and he was like, I will die so you can live. Wow. And if you want to become unapologetically yourself, then you must agree with who the Father says you are. You are a new creation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are full of life. You have a lot to give. You carry the gifts of the Spirit. You are a friendly person. He has created you to be fully alive and fully free. And the Great Commission is to go out and tell the world this. Make disciples. Stand tall. Stand confident. Be unapologetically yourself. Because that's ultimately what he paid for you to be. He comes to give life and life more abundantly. And if you're not producing life, if you're not producing life in your life, does that make sense? <laughs> if, you know, if you're not producing life in your life, well, then I'd be like, well, what are you producing? Because when we sow good seed, it grows into really good fruit. What are you planting? What are you sowing into your life? What are you sowing into the lives of others? Is it producing thorns or is it producing amazing fruit that people want to come to? They want to smell the roses. They want to pick the good fruit and eat it, so to speak. You know, you're a new creation with the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And he enables you to walk hand in hand with a loving father in a right standing relationship. That is so powerful. So as I wrap it up, our revelation, our experiences, our encounters, they consistently bring life and transformation. And that transformation brings a reformation, brings a formation that looks more and more like Jesus. We are called to look more like Jesus. 
are you looking like Jesus? Because when you see it, you know it. And when you know it, you believe it and you walk it. Thank you, Jesus. So as I start to close, I just want to, I want us all, I'll activate you a little bit. I want you all to just close your eyes right now, where you're at. And I don't know what's going on in your life personally, if it looks swirly and chaotic, or if you're on a high because you're just having a ball right now, like good things are happening, or if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Know that he is right there. He wants to walk hand in hand with you today. So would you picture the face of Jesus? And if you can't find a picture, would you ask him to come that you may feel his loving presence? Stop for a moment and Holy Spirit, we ask that you come. We ask that you reveal yourself in a real tangible way to everyone sitting here today that they would encounter you however that looks God their hearts are positions that their hearts are hungry to know you more (laughs) we'll never figure it out we'll actually never really know you to the full extent because you're just so big and you're just so great and your love is never ending 